Hello and welcome to the Point of Everything podcast. It's a Christmas slash end of year slash list special. It's a very, a very Christmassy podcast, we're calling it. Uh, I'm joined, my name is Ono Sullivan and I'm joined by Neve Hagerty. Hello. Chris Summers. Hello. And Darren Keane. Hello. Uh, all variously involved in music in some ways. Any of you write about music and you do play in bands as well. Yeah. Uh, you're playing on your, you're kind of developing a solo project at the moment, yeah? Yeah, I was recording with Chris actually recently enough. Let's not talk too much shop now. Let's not no. talk too much no? shop now. But yeah, no, I'm, I've, I actually recorded Neve's next single, how long ago was it? It was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, there uh, And I'm going to be mixing it before the end of the year and it's going to be a banger. And Aww. you're also in Elastic Sleep, Chris. Yeah, for now. Who will get? <laughs> we'll get. We'll get this plug in early. You're doing an Irish tour uh, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, the continental um, counties of Waterford, Dublin, and Cork and Myrtleville. That'll Cork. be. That's that comprises. I like that Myrtleville Irish isn't in Cork. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we've got a couple of gigs coming up. Plug, plug, plug. One in Bellow Bar next. Actually, no, I, I won't go into that. No, there, there'll be time for this later, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there will. We're, we run a tight ship here. Okay. <laughs> run a really tight ship, okay? Um, and Darren Keane from the band Hags, who were playing last week in Dublin. And you have a couple... Do you have only have one show left this we year? We have one show couple? left. This, we have our traditional Christmas show on the 18th. Uh, we've done one now for the past five years. Four or five years since I've played with the guys originally. So I'm looking forward to it. Where is it? Uh, in the Cork Community Print Shop, our our home <laughs> oh okay cool so yeah and we have plans for stuff in the new year but that can all be talked about later this christmas party is gonna be wild last year i was at the one last year and yeah you were fucking passing around a bottle of jameson and going a bit apeshit it was pretty fun um this year we, yeah we've plans for this year two bottles of jameson <laughs> <laughs> um no i'm joking there but uh, yeah it should be really fun it's always great it's always great play a lot of stupid covers with the lads yeah it's a good laugh you should do jameson and eggnog call it a hagnog <laughs> oh wow incredible. Did you just come up with that there, Chris? Yeah. Just gonna wow. People getting sick at night anyway. <laughs> Hagnog. Sounds like the place to be. Well, the pun we were going to have was like, Johnny was going to sing Elton John songs. We were going to call ourselves Elton Johnny. <laughs> that just sounds like a really bad sponsorship deal for a condom. <laughs> yep. So festive. A festive condom. Elton John's facing them. The, these are all great ideas like yeah. this will keep you going for your christmas party for years to come darren oh, oh, oh. sorry i'm just thinking of the taglines blowing in the wind <laughs> oh sorry i'll stop so now. many uh you guys were at other voices you guys as in neve and chris yeah. um mm-hmm. at the weekend so before we do get in talking about like the albums of the year and everything do you want to talk a little bit, bit about other voices and how you got on down there um okay well ladies first thanks um i went down covering it for across the line and it was pretty incredible it was like my first ever time at other voices and i suppose i just didn't know what to expect um got down pretty late on friday night um went straight down after work i didn't actually get to see that many acts that night unfortunately um because with the crappy weather relying on public transport all that stuff i got in literally just in time to the church to see the academic i really wanted to see little sims but mister was pretty good about that but saw the academic and you know what they're not usually my cup of tea but they really impressed me they're just kind of really i suppose impressive and really confident in stage and they kind of blew my mind i have to admit yeah then, a tip for tip for 2016 possibly straight yeah. out the gap straight the out academic. the gap and then after that i saw ross and gana family and they were incredible as well. amazing live band amazing live band and such a lovely guy has got to interview them as well 
Um, and then Saturday was definitely a highlight. Got to see Talis, Hane's sister, both incredible acts. Cool. How others as well. How'd you get on, Chris? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, how did I get on? Got down on Friday and missed an awful lot of music. I think the only thing I caught was Russ and Gano family. And I can only call, I can only describe them as a gateway band to whatever type of music that they make. I'm not sure what that is. It was kind of like a lot of things that I didn't expect. I think there was, it was like, could you call it rap? I don't know. I don't feel quite, could you, Darren? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just felt like they were like a gateway band. It's like, oh, I want to hear more music like this. And that's probably the highest yeah. compliment I can pay them. People are going fucking bananas. Like <laughs> they, they could have gotten an encore, but I think they cheeked the sound engineer. What happened was uh, they played a full set and then they were told they had to wrap up and but people were going bananas like crazy for them to play another tune and um what happened was they went back to the mics on stage and were like could we have one more just talking into the mic to get to see if the engineer returned the system back on and he did and uh one of the guys one of the, the singers said oh great we have one more minute and the other fellow said we have 10 more minutes and the engineer <laughs> just cut the pa straight away and nice i was guy. Yeah, nice well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say he was having a, a, t- a tough day yeah. uh, with Storm Desmond and all that. Um, but yeah, they were super. Um, and then on the Saturday, who did I witness? I don't know, uh, b- b- not that much. It was kind of just floating around, really. Went to see Shukra in the Crean's Brewery um, at two o'clock on the Saturday and it was packed for them and they played a brilliant gig. Lots of really new, lots of new tunes that I hadn't uh, heard before and lots of good old favorites. Uh, yeah, that was probably, to be honest, that was probably the best thing I saw on Saturday. I went to see a band called Elephant. Wasn't too pushed by them. It's just uh, a guy with an acoustic guitar, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, there was a guy with an acoustic them. guitar and a shitload of pedals and like a load of band members. But I don't know. It was a kind of a weird vibe because it was in this place called Paul Ganey's and people were like trying to eat seafood chowder all around you. And there was just like the band were just kind of like thrown around the room because I don't think it was a very well thought out venue. Uh, for that kind of uh, for that kind of gig, um, musically it wasn't really my thing. And then on the Saturday night, heard a good bit of Sleep Thieves set and was really impressed. I'd kind of seen some stuff online, but wasn't really kind of swayed either way. But the live set was really cool, really dark. Yeah, really impressive. So it was cool. There was I've only been to the Voices once. That was ten years previously. Oh wow! When I went to see Irish band. The Irishman Horselips play their first like electric gig in twenty five or thirty years, um. But it was a very it was it was pretty not seeing the difference actually. Like it really has kind of gone from, as described in by Tino O'Reilly in that kind of like Irish Times article today, it's gone from like a TV show to a festival basically, um. Like there, however however you felt about the music or whatever was going on around the town, like the effort that went into it and the production was 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 huge. Oh, Tandem Felix, sorry, just. Like a bolt out of the blue there. I remember How I saw them. you forget them? them? Yeah, I know. I saw them uh, in Underhidbyog and they were great. The crowd weren't really... There were, there, there, some people were, were like kind of up for it, but uh, there was just a lot of people just kind of... I don't know. The crowd turned me off a bit. But the were, music turned me on. Were, were the uh, crowds for the Irish acts? Because like the music trail was all free in all of the various, play, various pubs and wherever they were playing. Um, it was all free so was the crowd like into everything that was playing or were they like you know I'll just go along and see the free stuff I think it was kind of a yeah. mix what do you think I think well I think it's definitely a mix it depends on the band I mean Russ and Gana family people are just 
Oh, yeah, loving that, it. That was I mean, that was bananas. The marquee yeah. was absolutely packed. Oh, yeah, the springy floor. <laughs> the springy floor. I remember that really clearly. Now. I, I saw photos of that and I thought it was going to take off in the storm. I was like, yeah. it's a marquee. <laughs> yeah. It's going to blow away. I it's, mean, it was crazy. And the pub itself, the Con Air, was unbelievable. It was just like this psychedelic fucking jammed. wet dream. It was crazy in there. Uh, but yeah, um, it was a kind of mixed bag. The people who, like for Shukra, it was, it was surprising. There was a lot of energy in the crowd. And um then for like i said for tandem felix there were people kind of more like dead ducks or whatever which was a shame because they played a great set i yeah i wish i'd seen more to be honest it was kind of like trying to get a lot of interviews in so i missed a lot of bands to be honest but i got to interview a lot of bands which is really nice i mean i interviewed sleep please i missed their set i was trying to cover something else but i mean i was impressed by the kind of artist support though there's a lot of what i really enjoyed is kind of seeing like bands play and then seeing other bands support them kind of mm. right up the front and yeah you know totally. that was really nice to see did you see the the seventeen year old with the amazing voice who was in the church on Mahalia. Sunday? Yeah, that was Saturday night. Was a Saturday night. She was supposed to be unreal. Incredible. Yeah. She's amazing, and it was actually really cool to see the production side of things. I mean, I had no idea she was seventeen. I just, to be honest, I was trying to get into see low. Didn't realize I missed it, and then she came on, and I would have thought she was my age or maybe a bit younger. And then she was just like, yeah, I wrote that when I was like, you know, 12. That was, you know, whatever, <laughs> five years ago. She was incredible and she had so much confidence and she was just an yeah, amazing performer. And it was just really cute to see little things like um, this is people coming out, fixing her makeup in between the little clips. And <laughs> just so bizarre seeing a performance like that. She was just nailing it. And then every now and then I saw the production crew come out, fix her up a bit or they'd be like we're just going to take a second okay she's going to come out again can you clap now which is really really oh strange. right so it's not like, like 30 minutes on stage for everybody it's kind of interrupted it can be interrupted at times i mean the academic it just kind of went flawlessly but i think for her there's like so much effort put in and just the little things like that that were kind of cool to see i suppose with something like a solo artist is like they can't just you know go for a wide shot of the band because the bass player is picking his nose or whatever <laughs> yeah they have to uh, they have to they've only got that single shot and some crowd reactions but from what I remember 10 years ago, uh, it was pretty strange. And I was told the same by some friends of mine who didn't at all sneak into the church this year. That, um, <laughs> the, uh, that like things can be a little bit kind of weird because it is a TV production mm. at the end of the day. And yeah. there can be lots of stalls. Like I remember when I was there 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, you, the, n- you never mentioned. <laughs> I didn't mention. No, I, I'm showing when my it all started. Um, <laughs> I remember that they had some problem with the camera, one of the cameras and on the, the second yeah the second band that went on had to do like their entire set again because it just oh didn't record oh, dose. and like people were waiting for a horse it's like in a fucking series people were foaming at the mouth like <laughs> freaking out about the fact that uh things were getting stalled so much but yeah at the end of the day it is it's it's a tv show and they're there to to lock that down before anything else but mm-hmm. and i, I kind of heard similar reports this year that it, it was a bit a little bit kind of strange that you had to applaud on cue and all this kind of stuff Oh, it's like like uh, an American chat show, like someone stand, <laughs> Almost, standing yeah. in front of the crowd, just you know, yeah, yeah big and, in, yeah. and holler. It's who cool. who would you nominate as a good hype man for that? Like as an Irish personality, an oh, Irish can, personality. Yeah, they, they've, they've like who presented it this year? It's actually Ma- Mary Kay. Ma- Mary, yeah, oh. from yeah. Um, Fight Like Apes. She did a great job, actually. She a good hype woman, yeah. She, I think she just knows music well. I don't know. Mm. She, she's just very real about it. I like that about her. Mm. Replaced uh, Aiden Gillen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Aiden Gillen did it last yeah, year. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Gillen was, was the presenter choice. for the past couple of years. Seriously. Um, yeah. Oh, who presented it before that? Can you? It remember? was uh, John Kelly, but no, not before him. Actually, there was somebody else before. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Gillen, but before he, it was John Kelly. 
And who yeah. else? Glenn Hanser did the original ones, didn't he? Yeah, he was the first presenter and he was playing over the weekend as well, wasn't he? He was. Mm. He's playing in Cork next Tuesday and Wednesday in Everyman. Uh, Darren, any interest in going down? Two other voices next year. You, you haven't um, been before. I've never been. Um, I wanted to go see Lowe this year, but I was actually playing a show in Dublin myself. So that was right out. Um, I'd go next year. It just depends on... I'm not the kind of person who go to a, venue, a festival just for the festival. I go for the lineup. Like Body and Soul this year, I line up Primavera, Electric Pink. I don't go for the vibes. Sounds really like. So like you I wouldn't you, you wouldn't buy tickets pretty for, real. for hmm? Glastonbury like before they go. Oh on. God no. no 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 way like I'd have to see a lineup. Um, it's all it's always cause amazing. Like, I, I, I prioritize for things for lineups. Make kind of the same. Like I, like I would go and see Low in a heartbeat like, but that's and you know then I'd, I'd pick up on all the Irish bands and I'd get into it, but like I need that kind of anchor before I go down something like that. And also Dingle's a trek. <laughs> And I have and I've and I've my issues with Kerry, so uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, next year depending on who's there. Yeah, I think I think you guys kind of have talked me into it. I haven't heard like I was saying this before we started recording. I just haven't heard anybody like ever say anything bad about other voices. It always gets stellar. There were a load of pants swanning around acting mad, <laughs> mad out like you know. So won't name any names like but uh, I know it you was. You get that was, at every festival though. Yes, oh, yeah. you do, yeah. yeah. Um, it was probably much better than what you get at other uh, Actually, festivals. this is true, you know. And it's in the depths of summer, so you're not seeing people going around topless, I presume, <laughs> like, covered in mud. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. My Friday night was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What I really, like, one of the band was CFs. I interviewed them, and they said um, what they liked about it, there's no kind of, like, you know, everyone's supporting each other, and no one's kind of trying to be too poncy. It was kind of what they said. In oh the yeah, show. the bands were all cool. It was but just that, the, yeah. non- <laughs> the non-musicians. Yeah. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> so you're gonna watch it on TV, try and spot yourselves in the crowd. I don't own a TV. <laughs> I don't. Think okay, so. you can. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna watch it on. Load up the RT player. Uh, yeah, no, I'd like to. Check on the free out. Intri- free computers that you can use in the library. <laughs> oh, I remember now, Richard Hawley. I watched his set inside Benner's. Jesus, he was mashed. He likes the sauce, Richard Hawley. Oh, yeah? yeah. He, used to, he used to tour at Pulp and he used to get mangled a little bit. Um, he was our second guitarist for like the We Love Life tour. Yeah, he went on some mad rant about it or st- gave, gave some mad story about a full Irish breakfast and all this. And it was oh, just no. like, it was kind of a bit meandering, but uh, he, play, he played brilliantly. Yeah. But like in between sets, it was kind of like a bit, okay, you're you're tanked. <laughs> sure, it's Kerry. They're all probably just... Enjoying no himself on a little holiday to Dingle, like that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. The weather was so bad though, like not to bring it up too much, but it was just like Oh yeah, it was mental. Was just getting just getting down to carry like. Yeah, like y- there is a real sense though that when you're at other voices you just you're just there, you're kind of like a little bit kind of isolated for the weekend. So mm. I mean that's it. The only You're just trapped in a base, it's like the thing all over again. <laughs> you're just trapped and carry for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, hundred percent for the festival. I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about Dingle to be honest. Uh, Dingle's nice. I was staying in this house out on the side of a mountain, and was it was it in Ventry or was it just near Ventry? But yeah, it was kind of strange that I'd heard you know one of the lads who who was uh, who's got a place up there who we were staying in was telling us about some mad peeping Tom called Uncot. So we were constantly on the lookout for him. <laughs> but there's some gas characters there. It, it sounds like he would come find you rather than you go find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he ended up giving some of the lads a spin into town, and they were just like they, they were just like trying so hard to just like hold in their laughter. Ser- dead serious deadly serious this sounds, is a true story yeah like Kerry, yeah, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um, don't broadcast this in the kingdom 
<laughs> yeah, they, they can't get this podcast in the kingdom. <laughs> Doesn't come up on the wireless. No. Uh, so we are here to talk about end of year lists. Um, before we get into our picks and our favorite albums, gigs, uh, what else? Irish acts of the year and whatever else you guys want to talk about. How do you actually feel about end of year lists? Like, I mean, it seems like now they're actually like, like uh, too many to handle. Every day it's like, oh, that, you know, enemies albums of the year. Now it's the Faders album of the year. Now it's Pitchforks and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting for the next album. And they're all kind of the same, but slightly different. And it just seems like they're waiting for someone to kind of they they just want to get a rise out of people like oh I can't believe you know they they're coming out in at the start of December and none of them have Adele on the list. Ah, <laughs> oh, how yeah. can they do that? What what do you guys do? You enjoy Adele. looking at and like finding out. That's what I kind of get from the end of your list. It's like oh I haven't heard this album by this band. Let's go check it out. What do you guys think? New? Will I start with you? Um, I would agree with that. I mean, if I am going to look at end of year lists, it's usually because it's like, oh, how did I miss that? You know, um, and that's the only reason maybe I'll check them out. I mean, it does kind of maybe get a bit oversaturated though at the end of the year. Um, and it is, you know, at the end of the day, it's just everyone's opinion. But it is a good way to find out, you know, what you've missed throughout the year. Um, I, f- I found when I was kind of compiling my albums of the year, it was kind of like, oh yeah, all, all of my albums are kind of up there on kind of everybody's list. There was nothing that I could kind of pluck out of uh, what I've heard over the past 12 months and be like, oh, this is, like nobody else has this. This is only my like oh, album yeah. of the is year. Is that but what's important? I, I found that I, I don't know if it was my conforming or if I'm just paying too much attention to what like... Uh, kind of in the mainstream or whatever i don't know is that a good thing or a bad thing i think if it's you know if you're looking at different genres though sometimes i'm kind of like oh i'm always listening to the same kind of stuff maybe i'll look at like best of 2015 and hip-hop and then i'll find something new yeah what about you darren you you like compile lists i I work a really boring job so i get to read all day every day about music so i would say i'm fairly up on what's being released all year um so when it's not really a reminder it's kind of like Oh, these albums are released. And then I go looking for other, like, say, I work for the Quietest uh, Top 100 Year, because that's really different. I only knew about 30 albums in that. I counted it up. In, in what, sorry? The Quietest. Oh, right. Yeah. And then also somewhere like Fact Magazine or Wire. Wire will have, like, really weird albums mm. that I've never heard of. Now I'll start picking out of those. But, like, it's just a list. I mean, like, I don't credit, like, it, oh, it's the number one album of the year. It's an album that was released this year. That's all it is. It's a list of albums that were released this year that are, happen to be consistently good over the course of the list that's it i don't know i don't place like i don't ever buy an album because like i see a sticker on a shrink wrap going it was number one album of the year in pitchfork i'd never yeah. do that that kind of thing so it's just a, it's a nice kind of a reminder at the end of the year you might have got something that's it that's all it is for me and maybe and maybe if it's a just a slightly more obscure publication it might show me something that i've forgotten about as well that's so it. so it kind of uh it's just kind of giving you something else that you're they didn't know that you were looking for. I Maybe, guess. yeah. Like it, that's the thing is, I, 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 I wouldn't read Quietest week to week, or wouldn't I? Don't have a script, subscription to Wire, or like I don't read Fact the entire time. It's like I'll read, I'll flick through the end of your list. I'll have a look, just see if something maybe slipped under Mary there. You know, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. What about you, Chris? You said I, I told you what we were going to be talking about today, and you were like, "Oh, I can talk about lists." I talk about lists. I kind of, I'd, I'd share Darren's opinion that it's, it's, it just. Their lists of albums that have been released through the year categorized in order of preference of that publication or whatever. 
the first list I saw actually the reason I sent that that, uh, that text so, so the first list I saw <laughs> this year was the NME one. Oh god and the first thing I did because I was I was very curious command F G I R L B A N D was like oh no like it didn't make the top I was just curious no, didn't that didn't really? make the top wow. 50 wow. you know what did Muse's last fucking album oh, Drones. Drones the worst cover artwork of 2015 I was almost the, the fucking artwork isn't even half the problem I haven't even I haven't listened to music at all I haven't even like gone there I was phys- I was physically angry so I was like, oh my god this is just the absolute hallmark <laughs> of a fucking magazine that doesn't know what it's doing trying to Anymore. give itself away for free in top men or whatever like uh, I, I guess if we were, if we were trying to like conform all four of us and try and find like the one album which we would all agree, yeah, okay, that's my album of the year. It probably would be Girl Band, I think, yes. or it'd mm. definitely definitely be up there for us. Um, <laughs> as Darren squirms in um, his seat. No, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the Girl Band album. I have how many copies of it? <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you, Chris Summers, for buying me the tape. Happy birthday, Aww. man! For my birthday, thank that's you. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's a lovely present. But um. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's to pimp, about, to, pimp, to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, uh, that yeah. just had a huge impact on me this year. I forgot I about that. Also, it came out, came out maybe like April or May, so I kind of had time to sink in, and kind of like I've been just like, like digging through it all year, and then I forgot about it for a month or two, and then I went back to it and went, "Whoa, hang on, actually, I've forgotten about this." And you know, it's yeah, I, that's my album of the year. Yeah, like I, I don't want to definitely state one album is because like I have so many albums I love this year. This year's been great. But that's the album. If I was to, if someone put a gun to my head and went, pick your album, I'd go to Butterfly. I was, I was just saying, if we had, if we had to like all agree on one. If we all agreed, I, 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 if we all agreed, like I would like, yeah, I think we consensus. You go, holding hands, with Jamie. Kendrick, I would like when he did when Darren mentioned uh, to pimp a blood, blah, 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 butterfly. It's a hard one to say. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> that's definitely would be one of my top four or five. Uh, I'd only heard him his music for the first time this year. And it's kind of, kind of constantly playing. It was kind of constantly playing in my house uh, around the time of the album's release, and I was just like, I'm not really into rap, but you know, again, like kind of Russ and Gano family, Kendrick Lamar has kind of been a bit of a, a somewhat of a gateway artist in terms of like wanting to know more about the, oh, ki- the kind of music that he's making. It was yeah. like, oh wow, this guy is, you know, it, it just like th- there's just a real smack of authenticity off it straight off the bat. Yeah, um, and the production is just bananas. The songwriting is just like. Like, so sophisticated I brought a list tonight of like albums I wanted to you know maybe go over but I'm looking at it like I have Kendrick Lamar's from Butterfly and then I have like Thundercat he played in the album Bilal he was on the album Kamasi Washington he was on the album as well mm. like and one of my shows of the year was Flying Lotus like so they are like, ton- yeah. like he's he's like <laughs> tying in together Kendrick's like a gateway to all that kind of stuff. so the album's great in that regard it's a, there's a lot of depth to it mm. you can find a lot, a lot of other stuff through it and it feels yeah. it felt it felt oh, straight away knowledge as well sorry knowledge is hood dreams knowledge produced some of the songs in the album as well so. oh right uh it felt like a really important uh album at the time as well like and it's kind of like all right soundtracked um some of the protests in america yeah. as well yeah. it just felt like this big album and like there's just so much there and uh it's kind of the the kind of the jazz production on there like kamasi washington is a big part of it and yeah and it sounds like and Kamasi Washington's album is actually brilliant too. It's great, yeah, really good album. I, I was actually uh, uh, Jim Carroll in his write up in the ticket last Friday was just talking about you know general roundup of stuff, and he he mentioned that, and he mentioned how um, the epic wasn't on you know a lot of jazz critics list. It and hasn't made the Grammys list either. It didn't make album. the jazz album. Nope. How? Why? Why is that? The, I don't know. I don't get it. 
Is it just like gra- jazz well, critics? If, if, if we start getting into award shows and nominations for award shows, we'll be here all night. So well, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Stick, stick, stick to our albums, dear. <laughs> Keep on topic. <laughs> um, no, br- like final notice was given out about that on Twitter the other day, and I was just like, I could get angry, but I'm just gonna leave it go. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it, but um, yeah, Kendrick's album, I, I've listened to it tons over the over the whole course of the year. Like it was uh there was a lot of complaints at the time that it didn't get a vinyl pressing initially and that's kind of one of the albums which is uh kind of led to a lot of complaints about vinyl uh, about the lack of presses and everything and um the kind of record store day and the major labels getting into selling records and so it's delaying everything and kendrick's album it only came out last month i think last month yeah on record like Mm -hmm. that's mad that it's it's probably a good thing it's kind of given it a second cycle yeah that's actually a good point and one i hadn't considered um i when i was at web summit um at the start of november one of the things that uh oh what's man called eddie cosgrave <laughs> no some guy in a band uh <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of them could you be less specific <laughs> um he he was just talking about you know trying to keep uh the new songs alive in people's um minds and he talks about you know making videos for every every song on the album oh, yeah. and he talked about kind of splitting his album into two chapters and so he'd release the first you know it's basically just two mini albums Use your illusion yeah. tactic <laughs> i guess yeah um yeah but uh that's probably kind of what kendrick's done i mean he hasn't really gone away at all this no, year he's, he's released like three or four videos now but he spaced them out like, like I suppose it's so you don't get back into the churn of new releases because there's so much stuff coming out. Like, just keep yourself your head above the parapet, you know, keep yourself afloat. Maybe that's what maybe that was a tactic all along. The Lady album release on vinyl. Um, so it gets two boosts. Yeah. Yeah, I know they've. I just saw on the news or online yesterday or the day before that they've built the first pressing machine since like the late eighties yeah. or the or early eighties maybe. First new ones. Yeah, yeah it's the first brand new ones. So like it looks like there could be another surgeons in production which might declog the uh, waiting list um we'll see i guess yeah. vinyl it's n- it's never gonna die no it's mm. back it's back for good it's expensive and uh there was a good article yesterday well i thought was it a good article um i suppose <laughs> it was good it was like uh you know vinyl is back but who's actually buying it they were talking about iron maiden oh was this in the guardian yeah i saw this uh, as well um they were kind of mainly talking about Iron Maiden being uh, kind of selling out their album in Tesco. And so Tesco is going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah I saw it. I saw it stocked in Tesco. In Cork, yeah? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you pick it up? No, actually. No, I didn't. Um, I would, wouldn't profess to be an Iron Maiden fan, though I do like some of their songs. I love them. I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised, they're though. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. First, it's first like. live and just so much fun. Like. Yeah, so my first gig was meant to be an Iron Maiden gig at my which one? Oh, back in like 2004. RDS. I was at yeah. that with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yes, it was, it was, I was at it that. It was supposed yeah. to be oh that, God, that but my grandmother objected. Why? And I Marilyn Manson was so bad that being night. a Catholic. Oh, apparently it was satanic or whatnot, and like I wasn't allowed to go. Marilyn Manson. So instead, my second night. gig, my first weird gig was Red Hot Chili Peppers, supported by Pixies. So that's ah, okay. That's, that's yeah, better so. though. In Phoenix Park. Yeah. I wasn't at that. That's terrifying. Her maiden top notch. Can't knock him. No. Ryan Manson. Yeah. I missed his set. I heard he had he a, a shoe sing. thrown at him. <laughs> uh, Don't remember the shoe though. But a he shoe. That's sing. all they threw at him. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Well, uh, I, like to be fair, that was that was pretty hard going. Like it was class. It was a dream set list. They only played material off the first four albums, which are, the, in my opinion, the best four. 
time of my life first time ever smelling weed even then i knew what it was <laughs> it was class but uh i'm not surprised that they're selling their album exclusively through tesco either i mean they're essentially but, the coca-cola of heavy metal they are but it's also like the point, or maybe that's just metallica um, was the point in the article that was like it's a lot of like older well, people buying yeah. the vinyl shoes like people like buying like say my, my dad for instance is going to, is I actually got a Muir record last year on oh, man. final oh. and um, he's like oh. I'm going to get back buying records now and my mother freaked out <laughs> she was like he's going to spend all his money on vinyl he's going to buy all those records again <laughs> the ones he had already and that's the target market for all these reissues yeah say like the Zeppelin dad's. reissue series like, dad's like what can I buy my dad I'll buy him a Zeppelin 4 and like gatefold vinyl for 35 euro and it's like that's the market you know and that's what's clogging up these pressing plants so. yeah discog seven quid same album probably sounds better it's oh. like my copy of steely dan the spanish language like sleeve oh, yeah. fiver and it wobbles when you shake it, but it sounds fine class <laughs> or you could buy it like I, I i got a present for someone recently and like a reissue of an album i have it already and it was 25 euro i was getting them because like to have their own copy yeah but i felt like i got this for a fiver <laughs> what yeah so shop around people yeah <laughs> get second hand uh yeah but it was just saying that it's middle-aged um bearded men just buying you know classic rock albums like bearded you know, men Neil they Young. pick up a pizza Neil Young. pick up a pizza pick Neil up an iron maiden <laughs> yeah yeah final uh makes sense i brought up the enemy list chris uh grimes was number one with art angels oh, yeah. you're just like grimes you're i mean like i do love grimes poking me with a stick here i had listened to the i had listened to the that um, some tunes off that album it's not great for the first though. time yesterday oh my god it sucked um, yeah. it was that bad ah, well it was just like compared okay, to your other stuff yeah like I think Oblivion is one of the best pop songs written in the last 15 to 20 years like hands down I was listening to it today for the first time in a while and I was like wow this stands up so well against mm, anything that I've, I've, any kind of pop song that's been released in you know however many years and uh, the rest of that of Visions I, never, I didn't think was that great but like this whole like insane fandom around this latest album i don't understand at all like it just sounds like she's trying so hard to break into the main, mainstream or whatever uh, i don't think it's a very mainstream <laughs> I'm getting a nod here from uh from <laughs> mrs point of everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i don't think that it's that mainstream an album and i don't think it's trying to be i, I don't think it is uh at all and i i think that it's more media obsession with her um for whatever reason just because you know a lot of pressure on her i guess it's her fourth album and she's trying to follow up one of the biggest songs Hmm? (laughs) let's not be too nice is it the the fourth album or fifth like do you including the deleted album oh i think it's the fourth no it's fourth released i think fourth released but was the third one does that count if you oh um i don't think so Mm. um reality on it would be one of my songs of the year as well i agree with you there i think reality spelt with two eyes um but I think it's a really good album. But not so. Neil, you like that? I like reality. I'm not sure about this album. Okay. Um, the problem with doing this podcast, by the way, is that you know if you upload it to SoundCloud with you know any of the sound files, I'd be worried that SoundCloud might we'll take it, it down. So there's not going to be any music apart from the start and end music and maybe some Christmas <laughs> tunes. So yes. um, I'm I don't know. I might make a playlist of it. Otherwise, it's just going to be us talking somberly about <laughs> yeah. what, what song are they talking about? Reality. That sounds terrible. I, I actually haven't heard it. Um, it's a great the Grimes album. I am remiss in that. I think uh, it's the one thing I haven't heard this year that's been fairly big. I suppose. Um, Barry Dad, because I haven't heard that either, and I'm not going to hear it. Yeah. I have oh. to actually buy it physically. Uh, yeah, 
I know. I'm. I mean, I I know you were big into uh, Oblivion, Chris. Previously, from talking to you about it, and I was like thinking it was going to come up tonight. And what was your opinion? I didn't realize you didn't like it at all. Oblivion. No, no. The oh, new, the new one. Yeah. Oh, um, art or a uh, was it art, art, art angels? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, just not sold on it. Like I, I really kind of thought. Just going by the um, going by visions, I was like, okay, this person can, has written one incredible song mm. and a lot of kind of what sound like kind of bedroomy jams that are kind of like nice mood music or kind of atmospheric, but uh, does not an album make as far as I'm concerned. What do you have an album of the year contender in mind, Chris, or like what would be up there for you? Um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, well, like, okay, well, hands down would be. Uh, girl band holding hands with Jamie. Um, aside from that, maybe Tame Impala Currents. Um, like, well, actually, yeah, the Kendrick album. Even though I wouldn't be as intimately familiar with all the tunes on it, like as oh, any time I've been listening to it has always kind of stood out for me. It's just like I, I, I haven't wanted to turn it off or or plug it out or or veer away from it. With Currents, there's a couple of tunes that I'm just like, oh, it's a bit. 80s but like there's some absolutely cracking tunes on it mm. i don't know oh actually one an, a serious contender for album of the year for me would actually be patrick freeman's album cherry blossom fall uh which came yep. out when did that come out that came out at the end of october towards the end of october um and like i you know i've known patty for a few years I knew him since like i was in college and all that and uh, it was great to see him like you know because I'd known him for playing with so many kind of like um, blues bands and cover bands that it was great to see him kind of do his own thing and like his album is an absolute whopper I'm not just saying it because I know him I'm not really a big believer in support because it's local I think that doesn't make anything doesn't help yeah not at all like it's it's got to stand on its own two legs like or else it's just paper it's a paper hat like a wet paper hat but uh, his album has more hooks per square minute than like anything I've, you know I've heard in coming out of Ireland or even Europe in the last I don't know how long it's just like really good quality songwriting incredible production um, you know it's the, I kind of there, there's this one song on it called what is it uh, Water Street Water Street Blues Water Street Blues yeah that's yeah. Um, I, my favourite is Losing My Mind because it's like so McCartney-esque and ridiculously mm. good it's amazing but uh, I was just whistling so it's some tune oh yeah what is Water Street Blues yeah, one I, about, I, like. I had that stuck in my head and I was just like jeez who is that why is that so it's like Paul Simon or something or is, <laughs> and I was like oh my god it's Paddy it's like I can't believe it's been so long since you know I would heard I would I had something just kind of creep into my mind just um, just kind of something residual that Mirror. just stuck that would be somebody who I know very well or whatever you know wow if that doesn't sell anybody on it no, it's super. Go see him on the twelfth. Um, yeah, twenty eight minutes TV. long as well. I was talking with him about it um, a couple of weeks ago for the podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, it's only twenty eight minutes." I thought it'd be a little bit longer. Did you say that to him? Uh, along those lines. Would you say you called him on something? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know my investigative journalism <laughs> skills here. Well, so he, Patrick, he can't. Have I wanted a, to ask you about this. He, he can't have a choice nomination now. I think it has to be thirty minutes or over. No oh, way. Really? What? I think that's, well, what? Yeah. But I think that's why O Emperor didn't make the cut with oh, Vitreous, really? and there was like fucking uproar about it because it was like twenty nine minutes and uh, thirty seconds long, or or it, it, the, maybe I'm off about the times, but I I know that it has to be over a certain length yeah, to be to qualify as an album. But uh, wow, it's it it is it is un, un, unfortunately it is pretty short but you know at the same time <coughs> like i said I, I i foolishly threw up currents as one of my favorite albums but like i suppose thinking about it like there are maybe four songs on there that i'm like wow the this is fantastic and the, this like there's a lot of stuff on there it's just like oh this really is just kind of like not hitting the mark 
yeah. 45 minutes or not like I had a brief kind of bout of like falling in love with that album and then after a week I was like oh actually wait mm. I like the keyboard sounds yeah that's about it <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of a top heavy album in that like mm, the yeah. first four or five tunes are like great, but yeah. it kind of falls away a little bit towards the end. I don't really like the new single. Um, the less I know, the better. Mm. Um, I think the video is pretty crazy. I, I much prefer because uh, I'm a man, which is actually in towards the latter end of the album. OK, mm-hmm. but yeah, top heavy. Um, Neve, what's your album of the year yes. or albums of the year? Um, well, definitely, I think Girl Band Holding Hands for Jamie. I know it's kind of a common thread, but I do love it. Do we need to talk about that more? Have we talked about it enough, do you think? Well, we mention let's it. go for it. We mentioned let's dive it. in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. me, me, and Chris talked about, me and Chris talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so. I mean. Uh, yeah, go, go on. We don't have to dissect it. <laughs> oh, pl- please do. <laughs> please do. I don't know. I just think that lyrically kind of like one of those albums where you kind of find yourself actually listening to what they have to say mm. and I don't know I mean I think that like I often find myself wondering how do they actually make those sounds with pedals and just everything about it. it's really brilliant and I think for me it's like one of those songs or one of those albums where I keep going back to the songs kind of over and over so for me that makes it kind of album of the year I think Time Magazine put it re- Time Magazine put it really <laughs> sorry. Uh, th- that's mad that they got that uh, put it really well in saying it doesn't sound like they're playing their instruments but rather solving puzzles with them <laughs> or like solving the puzzle of whatever their instrument is or something like it was, yeah. it was worded something like that that's not, well put and it, I thought it was like the, okay that's pretty clever like, or like you know and succinct on the money um, you talked about it uh, lyrically like it's it's a great album to listen to when I tried listening to the album um before I actually bought it and could read the lyrics, I was yeah. trying to actually listen to them, trying to uh, write a review, which I don't think I actually did. Um, but I, I, I was driven mad by like the sixth song. Like it was it was just so much happening. And I was like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. You know, listening yeah. to each song five times on my headphones and just being like, I can't understand what he's saying. Which tune is that? Which, yeah. Oh, it's, it's pretty much all of them. When which when you're listening to songs song? for the first time, like I think that it's it, kind of hard to die. Yeah, which doctor? Oh, which, was oh it which, yeah. no, which Doctor's last? Which was last? I've listened to it. I have a confession to make. Anytime I listen to it, I just listen to it straight through and I kind of don't know what a lot of the song I think titles it, are. I think it was probably Pairs for Lunch. Um, Pairs for Lunch, though. I mean, be- because really it's so, got, yeah. yeah, it's so mad, like the it's lyrics. So uh, the Last yes. Riddler. Uh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah that would yeah. make sense because it. Sorry, I have a copy of uh, Owen's copy of the album in front of me here. But Pairs for Lunch, like, I heard some lads, like, some real, like, I mean, that's you wouldn't think would be integral band standing outside, like, um, or standing outside where were they playing in Cork again the Pavs sorry Pav, yeah. and they were just like roaring the lyrics at first lunch I just thought it was hilarious and it was just incredible <laughs> to see that people actually knew the lyrics off by heart and I just think that's you know it's a real testament like lyrically it is just really interesting and almost like kind of relatable even if the lyrics are a bit mad at times well yeah Completely. when you're when you're singing I look crap with my top off Pretty walking like, down the street yeah. you're kind of like oh <laughs> I mean, everyone can relate to that, guys and girls. Like, <laughs> um, I don't. I look great. <laughs> I'm great. I have a great physique. Um, but I, I just love the album. And Marriage's Salome is another album that kind of stuck me this year. But I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of more of a songs person. Like, I mean, I, I kind of get captured by people's singles, I think. Um, if there even is a concept of singles anymore. But I think uh, albums this year, there's really only two for me and Girl Band is one of them. Um, marriages were released on Sergeant House. Yeah. Now, you said this before we started recording and we were like, no, I don't know who they are. So 
come on tra- try and sell us on them well i mean to be honest it was sent to me as a press release and i was like okay and i gave it a listen and it just blew my mind it kind of reminds me of some of my favorite bands like smashing pumpkins and that's why i love it it's just got a real 90s rock vibe about it kind of dark and again lyrically it's really like captivating it kind of takes you on a it journey. isn't selling me on it to be honest so no uh, oh, definitely. yeah, <laughs> speak to me. yeah, yeah <laughs> it is yeah uh, well, it's on, on, it. on sergeant house and you're saying that about it i'm going yeah. to listen to it and lots of usage of memory man as well i think so I'm <laughs> that as well. you can kind of like good. pick out like some of your favorite guitar pedals but yeah no um incredible album and it's emery rundle who's an amazing solo artist as well so yeah okay really enjoyed it. we'll add him to the list nice and dark as well chris yeah i must check it out <laughs> yeah um, marriages yeah marriages yeah. you've sold it to the two of us They're from la yeah done um i guess girl band just talking about them would they be all in our gigs of the year as well that pav gig in october was uh ridiculous i haven't been at a gig like that in cork in ages where the crowd is just pumped and going for it and like pits and everything yeah crowd Um, surfing (laughs) such a laugh I thought it was great. I was kind of in a bad mood when I was at that gig for whatever Same reason. Same here. So was I. It was in terrible form. Yeah, yeah like, I was in awful form at that one. <laughs> I, was act- I was actually in great form, but like by the end, I was just kind of like, like oh, I'm done I, here. I, I left afterwards because I was in such yeah. bad form. Was, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so nothing to do with the, the band at all. Nothing to do with the no, band. No, nothing to do with the band, but the gig was incredible. Yeah. I don't know. It was just me, maybe. It was, yeah, it was a super gig. I think it's I think the, I, this is just my own personal uh opinion here and i hate moshing i really get annoyed by it <laughs> and i hate seeing my friends being hit by idiots and me having to yeah. turn around and shout at them that's it that's probably what put me in a bad mood but the gig was incredible they were amazing like that was the third or fourth they time really fourth were. time i've seen them now incredible yeah. i thought it was somebody i'm trying to think i saw them at picnic this year other times it was i thought it was better i thought it was a better show than the one they did at picnic uh for whatever reason maybe fatigue or something like that um because i think they were like in england the day before the one at picnic uh the core gig was really good wasn't wasn't my favorite time seeing him um one of the gigs of the year yeah i'd say top 10 wouldn't wouldn't have put a top five uh but it was still no I, I don't have it in my list of top 10 anyway i think it's up there for me um maybe i need to see more gigs no <laughs> 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 no i loved it i just thought it was like mainly because alter dare supported as alter yeah. dare supported as well and they were just phenomenal like my friend came to see them with me my friend paula she just thought that they were like She's like it was like watching like a young Nick Cave and she <laughs> was just like this is true you know they're an incredible band and I just thought everything about that gig was kind of like just perfect and well done to Southern Hospitality Board they kind of hit the nail on the head like really did yeah I was trying to think earlier of Southern Hospitality Board they've been going since last October haven't they, they have Amos yeah. and them. I was going to say they were one of my it, hot things for you know 2015 but they're 2014 <laughs> they like Southern Hospitality like first gig was God knows was it back in the tdc probably september 2014 i have the poster on my wall <laughs> but um yeah that was a great show to put to put on it was just fantastic excellent night um mm-hmm. i know no disservice to go around i saw like a load of gigs this year like an absolute Same. ass load that's of gigs, so. that's the exact opposite of me like i didn't go to any festivals this year and i've like i was trying to think of gigs that i went to and i was like and I didn't go to as many as I thought I did. Oh. Or I can't remember them. So so go on like on craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> what what's up there, Darren? Oh, for me. Oh, wow. Um Gigs of the Year. Fucked up at Primavera. Um Fucked Up are one of my favourite bands of all time. It was my first time seeing them. I saw them play a double I saw them play twice over the weekend, but they they played on the last night closing set, them and the OCs. 
Yossi yeah. said two drummers and two guitar players and that was it and they were incredible and fucked up were amazing and I came out of the gig with bruised ribs and a headache it was great Class. but I had Paddy Smith I saw Paddy Smith bawled my eyes out for the entire thing oh, wow. I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and kept crying and I did, couldn't listen to the album for six months afterward. Was she telling like really sad stories? Oh, or? Sad yeah, life. yeah. I couldn't Patty Smith's another thing from my like teenager years. And then and recent gig I saw that was fantastic. It was Thundercat, um, aforementioned oh, yeah. Kendrick collaborator in Sugar Club in Dublin. Sugar Club's an amazing venue. Great place to see someone like that. And he's incredible. Like I could go on. I could go for the, the night about just like, stuff I saw. But yeah. You could probably get a tax rebate from going to get from gigs like you I definitely <laughs> could claim it back at this stage. Like I mean, it I don't know. I, I go to a phenomenal amount of gigs. You just get a job with Imro or something. I'm jealous. You've seen some amazing gigs this year. Yeah, I, I'm just looking here. It's like I've got like you know, f- f- we went to see Flying Lotus as well. That was a great gig. Flying Lotus in Vicar Street. In Vicar Street, yeah. Uh, with Thundercat as well, and some like KXP. KXP played again. K- KXP are like value. For, value for money and the money is you spend is no money because they're always free <laughs> yeah it was insane in lane. oh yeah how they, are they free still like i don't know yeah i have no idea how they managed to make that gig free i'd rather they'd actually ticketed it and put it on an event yeah. where they didn't have to like only play for 40 minutes because there was some fucking blues band playing at 12 o'clock like no offense to them the blues band but oh man that KXP. was just kxp in the crane lane this year was like transcendental it was really i'd seen him the first time i saw him was Connolly's Alep a few years ago maybe 2009 oh, yeah. Maybe a bit later. No, definitely later than that. It was later than that, yeah. Yeah, um, incredible show. Saw me in the Crane Lane maybe a year or two later. Yeah. This year, the show they put on. I just couldn't believe it was the Crane Lane when I walked in because they just like made it. They completely decked out and kitted out the stage. Uh, just one of the most incredible live experiences. Yeah, KXP are so unbelievably consistent. I think one of the best gigs I saw in Cork this year, definitely. Mm. Wow. Yeah, just anytime they're back, everyone go see K- KXP. Pass around a hat collect money for yeah. them <laughs> by, by their record I don't have that many um, like gigs of the year that I've seen in Cork I don't know is that just a reflection on my not going to they were on gigs they, were oh, definitely, they were yeah. definitely happening Riley Walker in Riley oh, Walker yes. Riley Walker. that was, that was incredible, incredible. The, the, what was the Black Mariah the Jesus. project space yeah. he was so good with yeah, me yeah. wonderful amazing guitarist um, Deerhoof as well in Cypress Avenue Deerhoof were incredible Titus Andronicus which I only saw two weeks ago and I kind of yeah, I know there's stuff. It was, it was a Monday well. night, wasn't it? Was it was a Monday night. I think that it didn't actually hurt attendance too badly. I've seen I've seen some awfully attending gigs in Cypress Avenue, but this wasn't. And, and the crowd were really into it. Patrick Sickles from is massively into it. Great, great show. Like Cork had a load of gigs this year. They were really yeah, good. It's just like some, some serious stuff going on. Cypress Avenue put tend to put things on on weird nights. That's the thing. I think Deerhoof was a Tuesday. Like <laughs> Taylor yeah. McFerrin would be one of the. One of the actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that, that so was incredible. <laughs> That was a great gig. That was, that was an a amazing Thursday gig. or Saturday night, surprise. I think. Yeah. Oh my god! Thursday, yeah. His drummer, my god! Oh, yeah, wow. he's a jazz wow. drummer. He's, yeah, he's been yeah. in Cork before for the jazz festival, and he was kind of like that was, he was back home sort of thing. And god, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I I, I knew Taylor McFerrin stuff Unreal. once again because Thundercat played and stuff. I just followed Thundercat around. <laughs> uh, there are worse people to follow around. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe are. you shouldn't be following people around in the first place. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that. I'm introduced discography, not like physically. I'll have to go to LA. Uh, but yeah, t- uh, Taylor McFerrin show was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Was. I'm glad someone else reminded me of that. That's f- <laughs> wow. That was so good. Oh, actually, one of my favorite gigs of the year was kind of came completely out of left field. It was during the jazz fest. It was Sen and Star. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, it was bananas. They were um, they 
were i believe the backing singers for a lady named sharon jones who's on the daptone label they're kind of like a retro mm. um r&b soul review type label mm. um the daptones or the dap kings would have appeared on like amy winehouse's uh back to black record i think yeah okay um but yeah went to see them in the bodega of all places and was just absolutely blown away i was in again i was in a really bad mood um, it was the first time I'd had my, li- my sp- literally the first time I'd ever had my spirits lifted by music that I'd never heard before. I was just kind of hanging out with friends in the bodega and they came on and they just like showed me the meaning of what it was to put oh, on a show. Yeah, like, you know, in every yeah. possible sense, they just made everyone there feel like that they were there for a good time. Like I, I was blown away by them. They were, their band were so tight and into such positive people, such like, like beautiful kind of like yeah. positive message about yeah. everything just a great energy and yeah. just a great attitude like, and uh, that was the Sunday of the Jazz Weekend I believe so yeah I was flagging heavily by that stage <laughs> and it really lifted my spirits so yeah fantastic maybe I'm being a little bit uh, maybe I'm already kind of regretting what I said then oh was it not a good year for Quirk because like uh, oh it was great oh, same, think about yeah, the mind yeah. design gig as well St. Vincent and oh Cork God, Opera House I which that. I thought yeah. was even though like she and then Wild Beast, who played as part of Sounds from a Safe Harbor, yeah. I had both seen them at the start of their tours, uh, like early last year, yeah. early in 2014. Saint Vincent as well, yeah. And so St. Vincent, when she played Cork Opera House, it was basically the exact same show, but mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Whereas Wild Beast, when they played uh, the Opera House at the end of Sounds from a Safe Harbor, I thought, uh, you know, the exact same show. I don't know what it was. That I didn't see I that. I had a ticket to that show, I didn't go. Yeah, I I love Wild Beast. I love St. Vincent as well, but it's weird that I thought um, St. Vincent was a five star show and Wild Beast. I was just kind of like maybe maybe it was like the midnight on a Sunday, you know, last thing. Maybe I was flagging a little bit. Yeah, um, and sense sense from Safe Harbor. Yeah, that was yeah. also another great show. Um, this is the kit would probably be. I saw them two or three times over the weekend. I think, and mm. I just think that both their album um, bashed out and all of the live stuff that i've yeah. seen them um were great they supported uh lisa hannigan and aaron desner in the opera house and i thought that they were great mm. she is uh the singer whose name i can't think of has kate staples kate staples she has a lovely voice and she's supported by rosie plain who's also yes. released a new album mm-hmm. this year which is which i don't think that i've heard but i kind of know a lot of the tunes yeah rosie plain is one of my favorite i think I'm trying to think now because I'm not sure if this is the kit again I just can't remember if this happened this year or last year this is the kit playing in Colin supported by yeah. Rosie playing because Jer Larkin um, I think was that his name or Jer Wolf sorry Jer Wolf the Lark of Mayfield uh, he <laughs> had to that's his name uh, he had to pull out of a show that Gary Mailer was putting on oh, yeah. this is the kit and Rosie playing supported and it was just like oh my god I think I'm in love with this woman I think it was 12 months ago um, was it, was so I guess we can count that. Cool. I think uh, it was like last December. Ooh. Oh, you putting? Are you submitting your review of the year before the end of the year? Calendar <laughs> year. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, so uh, D'Angelo <laughs> is my album of the year. It came out on December twenty seventh, no. I think. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is the kid and Rosie playing to be two. Well, I, I'd known of this is the kid before this year. Uh, I'd seen them in the TDC, um, but yeah, Rosie playing has makes some incredible music, and I think. She, well, she was at Iceland Airwaves as well. I know a lot of people from Cork that went yeah. there with the her. album is not off the turntable in our house, which is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good sign. Yeah, and this is the kit. Like, uh, all the songs that they played in Collins are basically on um, the new album, Bashed, Bashed Out. out yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, old friends straight away. Yeah. Good way to describe it. Um, what else did we talk about? And I just remembered, like, 
I just remember, dear, I saw Beck and Mogwai back to back over two days this year in oh, Cork. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Cork. Oh, yeah. Cork, I'm just Cork remembering was, the little yeah. things I saw. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll just Beck edit out what. Like, maybe I'll <laughs> yeah. edit out what. Yeah. Yeah. Cork like, is terrible. It puts like, on terrible gigs. Beck, Beck was supported so by Oemper. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I actually didn't like Oemper that night. Uh, you're no. not the only one that I talked to about yeah. that, yeah. Um, I which I thought was kind of surprising. I thought they were great, but. Was it a bit. Was it the sound or was it the performance? could have been. I thought the performance is a bit. Maybe they weren't happy to be there or something. I don't really. I thought it lacked energy, maybe. But I suppose, again, they're like supporting someone like Beck. It's a very kind of. I thought it was kind of an odd pairing. Yeah. For him, Beck. He was incredible. Like, he just. Beck was fantastic. I saw him last so year at Electric fun, Picnic, like. and I thought it was much better at Electric Picnic yeah. than in Gork. I don't know. It was my first and only time I've ever seen him. So. Likewise. Mm. I was just delighted to see him, to be honest. And I was with. 20 out of my friends and I think we all got in for free oh yeah oh wow there was a lot of a lot of people night. got in for free for that gig <laughs> so uh, maybe gloss over that but like yes Mogwai, were you out Mogwai Chris no, no, I, no? I, I, you're there I got a copy of uh, Commando is it Commando Young yeah second album yeah I got it like when I was like 18 or 17 I wasn't too sold with it oh yeah that, I would I would I not recommend that I wasn't that Mogwai performance either I was up to front okay freaking out yeah I suppose like <laughs> so I'm always up the front you know, yeah they played my favourite song like second last 20 minutes like called My Father My King and they hadn't played it in years it's so. a 20 minute long song yeah whoa yeah you probably really like it uh, I'd check it out yeah. I've seen a better set list but I think that again it was amazing that they were yeah in Cork like in Cork. two minutes walk from my house I know it's just like they played that and I was just delighted but it's incredible to think that it was like Mogwai and Beck back to back two days in Cork That's, yeah. yeah I don't know I was I kind of was flicking like because I kind of broke out the calendar and I could look back in our like diary in the house of what we'd all been to and I was like fuck we were at Bike and Mogwai what I couldn't believe it so. it's true in the space of like a couple of days two days like yeah. days, day after and I, I, I'd go to work but mornings How I was deaf after Mogwai <laughs> you know, anyway. anyway loads of gig, loads of great gigs in Cork and there's probably more that we've totally forgotten about yeah yeah definitely by the sounds of it yeah like Mind Design that gig as well in the Sexton yeah that was fantastic that was like was anyone else at Mind Design no, no I didn't make it I yeah. yet to see a gig in the Sextant actually It they're not doing them anymore it seems mm-hmm. dose yeah that is a dose yeah it's a pity it was a really good spot for gigs when it was sunny it was really nice actually, I have a genuine question for Brito Donovan who's here Cork's uh, premier band and live music photographer <laughs> what, was, hey, what, what was the best lit show that you went to this year <laughs> ooh good question <laughs> you thought that you thought the lights at the uh um, gig we were at last month was good in the NCH the David Lynch David thing that was because it tied in so well with the primary colours in all his films I know Chris yeah. you're like a big David Lynch fan so there was like it just was and I remember thinking this would be awful to photograph because there was so many reds and for a photographer reds are the worst light because it's so hard to do anything with them other than black and white or yeah. turn it quite blue Um but it just made so much sense. Whoever put that gig on or whoever organised like those little details. Mm. Um, some of it was a little overdone. Like some of the musicians had masks on. I like, came in mm. wearing masks and I had this kind of comical moment where they were kind of like not sure where to go. You could kind of see they were like afraid they were going to trip over something. And I was like, you just can't overdo things, especially with David Lynch. It's a little like when you're going to do something like that and put a mask on a musician like one of those what do you call them like yeah, you know those white masks yeah masks that like melty brains yeah yeah um it just is a little comical and over the top 
Yeah. David Lynch is all about the subtleties and, mm. you know, um, but the lighting was amazing. Um, lots of reds, like I said. Um, yeah. What was your favorite gig to photograph this year? Oh, I actually <laughs> see. I've just been sitting in the corner here, just doing some editing on something else. So I'm like not I haven't been thinking about things. I do love photographing in Cork Opera House because there's always so much space and so much light, and I really enjoy that. Um, Wallabies there was actually a lot of fun. It was really unusual lighting. I kind of like that. Um, oh, actually, I'm just thinking about. Um, sorry, I'm just like thinking out loud. You know what was really nice was a uh, young wonder at Cypress Avenue. Mm, I saw um, your shot from that. That one of uh, yeah. the singer is particularly good. Yeah, well, I actually kind of edited that quite a bit, but like, yeah. you know, it was just very unusually lit and very hard to photograph because a lot of it was backlit or else very sporadic. Um, but what came out of it, like, there was a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> where the light fell, where I wanted it to, it was just really, really nice. I, you know, sometimes it can be very challenging photographing in Cypress Avenue because there's a lot yeah. of highlights and spotlights and mm. things like that. So they really, like, I presume it's, you know, the guys behind Young Wonder, like a lot of, I, I said they just put a lot of time and energy trying to put that stage together and yeah. fair play to them. Like, it looked really interesting. And I say with Cypress Avenue, it can be hard to change the setup as well. So, like... It was just really nicely done and really unique. And it was good to see something different. Especially because you go to Cypress Avenue, it's generally the same kind of lighting. Well, maybe I've, yeah. like, you know, noticed it more. Like, he, you know, have played there, so you might know, notice it too. But it was nice to see it, like, altered. I'd imagine they probably had their own lighting engineer for that. I think for most yeah. of the time, the engineer, the sound engineer, usually just kind of runs the lighting desk yeah, as well. Yeah, I think they did. Cause I remember looking over, own. yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us about uh, the two times you saw John Grant this year and the <laughs> comparison between them? Oh, yeah. I mean, and we're just discussing this because I said one of my favorite gigs this year was John Grant at Vicker Street, which wasn't too long ago. Um, especially compared, especially compared with like we saw him at the Galway Arts Festival in July. Yeah. yeah. And because Sinead O'Connor cancelled mm. um, and he was bumped up to headline a lot, and a lot of people didn't know who he was the crowd weren't as into it yeah. there's a few of us up front who were kind of probably making holy shoulders of ourselves but <laughs> you know I'm just a kind of a real diehard fan um, and it was great but compared with the gig at Vickers Street um, it was so intimate and he was in control of that like it was because of him and his stage presence and um he's just he's just kind of like your friend on stage that doesn't sound too naff or anything you know he's just like he's so charismatic and he's really you know i i don't know the words to describe it but it was uh really really special and the crowd were so into it everyone was singing the words and I love when that happens, especially yeah. compared with Galway, where like it didn't really matter to me at the time um, because as well, I didn't know anything any different. I didn't know to compare it to Vicar Street um, as it hasn't happened. Mm. But when then I like was at Vicar Street and I was thinking back to Galway, I thought, OK, this is the time when the crowd really makes a huge difference yeah. and you're all in it together and you're all like going for the high bits and all laughing together and really rooting for him. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go to a gig and you're really kind of rooting for the artist and you're like yes like 
like you can do this and we <laughs> I don't know yeah, am yeah, I really totally. cheesy no, maybe no. I am that's, that's but the with, dream gig like, yeah, yeah with John Grant I think everyone was just really just loving him hmm. and I think I read something online where I think I was looking at tweets or something afterwards and someone did describe it as intimate and I remember trying to describe it maybe to someone and I thought that's a perfect word yeah. they're going to put someone yeah. in Vicar Street and call it intimate that's a that's a compliment I think Big yeah because it's such a huge venue yeah definitely Hi folks, thanks for uh, listening to the conversation. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Uh, it actually goes on for a lot longer than the f- the hour or so that this has gone on. Um, we have another 40 minutes to go, but I'm splitting it up into two parts just to take it into the Christmas season. So next week we kind of talk about uh, the albums which are kind of up at um, the the top of a lot of critics' lists like Julia Holter and... and um, the Grimes album I think we talk about so that'll be up next Wednesday I think so you can come back for that and it's shorter than this one so if, if that entices you uh, it'll it'll be the same panel it'll be uh, Chris Neve and Darren so make sure you come back for that mm-hmm.